0: And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf, and joining me once again in the studio is the Reverend Mark Diedrich, pastor of the PCA Church in Kingston, New York. Good to be here, Dan. And Dr. John Vance, senior pastor of Westminster Presbyterian Church in Rock Tavern. Thanks, Dan. Well, gentlemen, uh, on our agenda today is a discussion of the Muslim faith. And uh, one of our listeners uh, contacted us uh, several weeks, even months ago, uh, about a news item. And it's surrounding a young girl who um, is, her name is Rifka Berry, And there is an interesting news story revolving around her life and uh, some of the things that she's afraid of. She ran away from home, and uh, Mark, do you remember any of the details of uh, of that account?
1: Well, I don't know a lot of the details. I do know the story generally, and it's that she ran away from home. She was uh, raised in a Muslim home, and she converted to Christianity. Okay. And the reason for her running away from home was she was afraid that she would be killed by her family, that the honor killings, as... Uh, they are sometimes called i mean do occur, and so they so if, really
0: do occur what yes. what
1: is an honor killing exactly honor killing is a family killing someone in the family who is converted to christianity okay
2: or has uh, committed or, some uh immoral yeah. uh, act or something okay A right. uh, couple of reasons uh th- this young lady uh, I did read the transcript of her interview uh by the detectives as they uh, interviewed her uh-huh. and whether to send her back. Uh, I believe it was uh as I recall, it was the Ohio detectives.
0: Oh yeah, because um, she's in foster care that's in Ohio. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: And um uh she gradually converted to Christianity. She'd slipped out a couple of times. Huh. She got on the cheerleading squad and she started going to church with one of her friends, uh unbeknown to her parents and and she started reading her Bible mainly at home in her room and she uh was well, that's converted dangerous. to Christianity. reading her Bible. <laughs> yes. Uh she got a Bible and she read it and uh she more and more became a very very enthusiastic Christian and it was discovered huh. uh one particular day and uh, the mother discovered uh, brought it to the attention of the father and made it somewhat unbearable for her at least she felt certainly felt threatened and she 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 left uh, took the bus to Florida and ended up in yeah. this uh, church down in Florida. Found right. knew some people through her Facebook.
0: Yeah, uh, I thought it went something so,
2: like yeah. that. So okay. it was an interesting uh, situation. Huh. Uh, but huh. she's concerned, of course, the girl is. She's concerned that she will be uh, killed. Huh. And uh, it, it's part of the honor of the family. And she thinks her father
0: is capable of carrying it out. And so from her family's perspective, this is an apostasy uh, taking place. She's converted from Islam to Mm -hmm. Christianity, and so um, potentially she does face the death sentence.
2: Yes, it may not be true in all all, – certainly uh, I don't want to say it's true in all Muslim families, but in this case, uh, she seems to have provided, and many people who know the situation have provided Hmm. sound evidence that she is in danger – She happens to be from uh, Sri Lanka, where there are Buddhists and Christians there, but there are a lot of Muslims, and uh, she's from that community.
0: Huh. Now, I guess um, she um, supposedly was uh, kind of almost like in confinement now, uh, deprived of access to the phone, the internet, uh, denied pastoral guidance. And uh, one of the articles I was reading was making the contrast of how that even convicts, murderers, rapists, pedophiles, they all have access to pastoral guidance. And so something seems a little uh, out of whack here. Yeah,
2: she's being held by the child authorities in Ohio, and they're yeah. not allowing her to have contact with huh. her Christian friends. It's
0: kind of strange. Yeah, that yeah. Is. Yeah.
2: And her pastor, uh, a fellow Ex-Muslim who happens to be a Christian pastor Mm -hmm. has uh, has very much desire to contact her. Mm -hmm. His name is Jamal Jevanji. I assume he's probably uh, possibly Indian. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. anyway, that's the situation. And this may be a very very important case before this is over with. But things do not look good for her, unfortunately. uh,
0: I guess uh, anyone interested in this would do a Google search of Rifka Berry. Her name is spelled R-I-F-Q-A, and then the last name Berry, B-A-R-Y. And so there's quite a bit on the Internet about her. You may want to pay attention to this case. Certainly keep her in your prayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a young lady who uh, loves the Lord Jesus now, and she's she's converted to Christianity. And uh, let us uphold her In prayer, I guess this kind of um, leads us into another subject matter here, uh, maybe a little bit larger, and that is um, how do we go about having good relations between Muslims and Christians? I don't know that whole that whole area. Perhaps might be an initial question we could start talking about, gentlemen. Uh, We've got about uh, two and a half minutes here before we have to take a break, but. John, maybe you could get us started on that.
2: Well, the, the uh, I think maybe the better way to put it is to how do we have genuine and realistic relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, frankly, uh, in one sense, that relationships can be uh, great between Muslims and Christians, particularly with those Muslims who believe that, that uh, all people should live under Islamic law. Mm-hmm. There's a basic mm-hmm. tension there that I think – uh, cannot be removed with talks or
0: words or or good cheer. Well, let me ask you this: uh, Do most Muslims feel that that we should be living under Sharia law? There are two basic
2: Muslim families, if you will. Mm-hmm. There's the Persian or Iranian uh, tradition; it's the Shiite tradition, and. Um, they are quite at odds uh, with the Sunni tradition. The Sunni tradition comprises about 87% of all Muslims in the world, by far the largest. Oh, yeah. And they they stem from an Arab civilization, culture and background. Hmm. And the Sunnis uh, uh, have, have inspired a number of so-called fundamentalist sects. I don't appreciate the word fundamentalist. It's unique to Christianity. But nonetheless... <laughs> Uh, I don't like to use the word fundamentalists; They're really radicals. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of our fundamentalists as Christians, such as the Amish or some Baptist church somewhere, or some Presbyterian church that's fundamentalistic, certainly are not in the mode of these radicals. And to no. paint them all with the same brush is a terrible injustice. Yeah. Nonetheless, mm-hmm. uh, they're radicals, meaning that they want to go back to the first three generations and emulate that community. Now, certainly not all Sunnis – fit that mold, but there are enough of them, mm-hmm. that it really is threatening the world under many situations and conditions.
0: Let me ask you, I had asked um, if all Muslims want us to be under Sharia law. Now, let me ask another question, that is, uh, their holy book, uh, holy in quotes, I guess we would say as the Christians, Quran. is the Quran, uh, what does that require um, regarding Sharia law. I assume it kind of comes from there? Sharia law is made up of
2: the Quran and uh, the Sunnah, or traditions and customs, of early Islam. Okay, It's made up of the sayings of Muhammad called the Hadith. Hmm. Uh, Muhammad is considered a figure in Islam that is, while he's not divine, he's considered sinless. <laughs> and everything that he said and every action that he performed is normative for sunni islam
0: okay that's helpful
2: and the uh, sharia really is an attempt to take the quran and uh, the Hadith, the sayings and some developments from that and that is what they consider to be a constitution provided by god that all mankind ought to live under Hmm. now while there are a billion and a half muslims in the world and certainly all do not want, even to, Muslims want to live under Sharia. There are over 40 Sharia countries. All
1: right.
2: And there are many Sharia disciples around the world, and they are the ones who are causing the trouble to impose that on the world.
0: Mm. Now, I'm just looking at the clock here and see we're out of time. So uh, let's pick up this discussion after the break. Mm. You're tuned to A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. Today's discussion is uh, revolving around Islam and a number of questions about that. And stay with us now. We'll be right back after the break.
3: We'll be right back with our program in just a minute.
0: And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I am Dan Elmendorf. Joining me in the studio today is the Reverend Mark Diedrich, pastor of the PCA Church in Kingston, New York, and Dr. John Vance, senior pastor of Westminster Presbyterian Church in Rock Tavern. Uh, John, one of the questions I think we'd like to follow up on a little bit here is contrasting Christianity with Islam and also comparing to uh, the typical non-believer on the streets and how they perceive the person of Christ.
2: Christians believe that Jesus Christ came into the world to seek and to save the lost. He is, in fact, the second person of the Trinity who yeah. died for our sins and was raised on the third day from the dead and comes again for us. Whereas in Islam, he is considered a great teacher or prophet. Ah. Uh-huh. Um,
0: and he's respected and revered in that sense only. So, to non Christians, in some respects, um, they have more in common with Islam as they look at the person of Jesus than they do with Christianity. Yes. Because people will say, oh, Jesus, he was a great teacher mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, take or leave some of the teachings, whatever. But, uh, you know, he had pretty good stuff. But Christians...
2: Muslims may even have more respect for Jesus than the, I'm, know they do, than the secular person. They isn't do have more respect.
0: Something. Yes. But the uh, Christian certainly sees him as God in the flesh. God Emmanuel. come down. Yeah. yeah that's goodness. right. Having just uh, come through Christmas here, uh, mm. heard lots of songs, beautiful Christmas songs about that. Well... Um,
2: but the main difference, I, w- I would add this, the main difference between Christians and Muslims, though, when it comes to the religion outside of that purely religious thing, is the fact that Islam is a political religion and Christianity is not.
0: Ah, okay, yeah. Let's uh, talk about that a little bit.
2: Well, the goal of Islam is is to have a society living under Sharia, or the law of God, as they okay. interpret it, and, huh. and that to have one world leader called a Khalifa how do you spell or a that? Caliph, C A L I F. Okay, Khalifa is the Arabic pronunciation. It means successor to Muhammad. Okay. And while they're not necessarily trying to convert Christians to Islam, they do want Christians and everyone to live under this divine law. Hmm. Of course, that means that people will gradually convert to Islam. Uh, yeah, I think and so. And it happens in those societies. Yeah. Uh, whereas Christianity is, in one sense, does not invest its hope in this world but looks yeah. to a coming savior yeah yeah, yeah. who huh. will come and you can be democrat republican you can be mm-hmm. whatever you want to be mm-hmm. uh, uh there are certain political systems of course that are not as compatible with christianity as another certainly marxism is not no. and most christians have rejected it as right as satanic no.
1: But it seems to me also, you know, with with that whole political thing, there's a militancy about it that you don't see with Christianity. For example, I had, uh, when I was a student at Moody Bible Institute, I had one of my classmates who had just been in Turkey that summer preaching the gospel. Now... There may be a toleration of Christians being there, but as soon as the Christian turns around and tries to convert someone, hmm. then they become very much persona non grata, and, and to the point where they got beat up quite a bit, actually. The, the huh. one guy said he, he didn't get beat up as much because he didn't speak the language, so he would preach, his friend would translate, and his friend got beat up all the time. Mm. And in two different instances, one instance, he said, the judge said, what you're doing is technically legal. If you come back hmm. here, the people will kill you.
2: Well, the interesting thing about Turkey is it's a non-Sharia country. At That's a right. Turk, around Mm-hmm. in the 1930s, uh, tried to make a secular society. They're a little bit going back on that today. Hmm. It's in danger of going back on it. Mm-hmm. But Turkey's quite open and free compared to most countries. So
1: That's the point. <laughs> Turkey was open and free, where, mm-hmm. for, whereas in Saudi Arabia, they wouldn't have made no, it no, back. No, no, he wouldn't, have, never
2: got, he wouldn't yeah. have been able to wear a cross or carry a Bible. Well, how yeah, many – uh,
0: maybe you know this, uh, John uh, – how many – would you say, percentage-wise, um, Muslims are of the more radical variety? Has anybody ever come well, up with that? Well, a,
2: there's a guess, y- guess uh, of that? Yeah. and it's mainly a guess, that there's, it's 10%. But if we're talking 10%, 10%. We're, call, we're talking about 170 oh. million people. So this is not a small movement, the radical movement. So it's that, worldwide. That's it a is lot It is huge. People. Yeah. It's nearly two thirds the size of the US entire
0: population. No uh, right that was us. my question. You read my mind. Yeah. So so the the number of radical Muslims in the world who are Is very, very much large. A, Very much opposed to us and opposed to and Christianity. And in every country
2: on the face of the earth they practically oh. are. Oh dear. Now not okay. not significant numbers here in the US, surprisingly.
0: Well, let's talk about that. What are the statistics here in the United States in terms of Muslim population? Well, Let me uh, say something about that. Don't go to any
2: Muslim website to get the statistics, because they'll be exaggerated. And yeah. that's true of most... Why would in- they want to exaggerate it? Political reasons. Okay. Polit- more, right. more you have, pl- more political clout you have. Well, that's true. But that's true of any religious group, almost, except yeah. for the mainline churches or... Or Roman Catholic websites, most of them exaggerate their statistics. Gotcha. For political reasons, there are about two and a half million Muslims in the U.S. Oh, really? And that's not nearly as high as as Muslim websites would say eight to ten million.
0: Like this, there's this group Care, is it? Uh, yes, Council on American and Islamic Relations, Relations. I believe it is. Yes. And so they would probably have a. Uh, higher statistics, oh, yes. so-called. Oh, yes. Okay, so about two and a half million Muslims uh, uh, in and, the United and
2: States. Th- the reason I'm pretty confident in that number is that the Pew Foundation, which is the most reliable source for religious statistics that one could find, uh, spent two years studying how many Muslims there are in the world mm. and in each country, and they discovered that while the Muslim population worldwide is higher than most people thought, one point five seven billion. In the wow. U.S., it's much lower. Hmm. However, in Europe, almost every European country has a very high Muslim population.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, I was hoping maybe we could get to talking just a little bit about Europe, and maybe even – I know we don't have much time here, but uh, even what you see is the future of, of Europe, and maybe Great Britain in particular.
2: Let me, let me quote <laughs> Bernard Lewis retired professor from Princeton University is in his nineties, he's still our best scholar, came from Great Britain. He said by the end of this century, barring anything happening, Europe will be under Islam simply due to birth rate. Oh, yes. Nothing will have to be done. That so, is interesting. Uh, if nothing is done and it looks like it would even be even sooner. I mean that we're Whoa. talking ninety years. Let's mm. move it back to about about 2060. If nothing were done, yeah. due to immigration and birth rate hmm. into Europe, mm. almost all of those countries uh, would have a majority Muslim population.
0: You're reminding me of a scripture verse. I'm sitting here thinking about the beginning of Genesis, the beginning of the Bible, and uh, God is speaking to Adam and Eve, and he tells them what? Be fruitful and multiply. <laughs> you know the first uh, Christian mm-hmm. family. You know it is important. Uh, I'm speaking to maybe some younger Christian couples right now to um, enjoy your life and to multiply. Uh, if you have a Christian family, one of the most important things you can do for uh, this this land of ours is to raise up Christian children in the fear and admonition of our Lord really don't be afraid of uh bringing these little ones into the world. Amen to that. <laughs> That's, right. That's
2: uh, yeah. It's a wonderful it's thing. It's a godly thing. You know the yeah. scriptures yeah. clearly say that children are a heritage of the Lord. Yeah. And societies like ours where you have the best and the brightest having no children, one at oh. most two. Yeah. It um it seems that we we don't take seriously Mm. That wonderful
0: promise mm. does it. Mm. Certainly some parents yeah. are not able to have children, and we're not oh. uh, saying this to make True. you feel guilty at all. And uh, each case is different. You know, we're almost out of time here. I'm looking at the clock. John, uh, before we open the mic, you were mentioning about conversions, and that is one of the things that just thrills my heart as God moves and mm-hmm. people come to saving faith in Jesus Christ because God has drawn them in. What is the story in Africa? I believe you were mentioning some statistics yes, about that.
2: Yes, it's, it's, it's shocking. It's almost shocking. All across Africa, of course, there is civil war in almost every country mm-hmm. where the Sharia law is, is trying to be imposed on many of the Christian populations. But what is interesting is that there's been a tremendous exodus out of uh, those countries where Sharia has been imposed hmm. and many conversions to Christianity now this is the figure mm-hmm. uh, that is shocking approximately six million uh, Muslims are converting to Christianity every year and it has you, you, to you said
0: six million, million
2: every, every year, year? now that, in the scheme that, that, of things when we're talking about huge amazing. numbers that's not a great uh, figure that Fine. would be 60 a million, but Africa has nearly a billion people, mm-hmm. nonetheless, mm-hmm. that is an amazing figure. What it says to me is mm. how powerful the gospel is. Yeah, It tells me yeah. that where yeah. there's an e- an open and free exchange of ideas and the preaching of the gospel, mm. that we can see clearly Paul's great and wonderful testimony to that message. It mm. is the power of God unto salvation.
0: Amen. That's yeah. a beautiful note to end on, gentlemen. And uh, that truly is our hope, um, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. It's good because the the story is so bad without him. <laughs> you know, we, we mm. are sinners in need of a Savior. And uh, this is a wonderful account of, of what's happening in Africa because of the Holy Spirit working as his word is preached and he's faithful to his word and he brings people to faith in Jesus Christ. These Muslims are coming six million a year. That's that's an amazing... Well, we're out of time already. This has been a really interesting discussion today about Islam... And uh, we hope that uh, you, the listener, have enjoyed it. With me in the studio has been the Rev. Mark Diedrich, pastor of the PCA Church in Kingston, New York, and Dr. John Vance, a senior pastor of Westminster Presbyterian Church in Rock Tavern. And here on A Plain Answer, we take listener questions that have come in, or concerns, or suggestions, and we try to tackle them here in the studio. And uh, today... Uh, we, we started off by talking about Rifka Berry, the young woman who converted to Christianity. And it looks like her life is in danger. So again, uh, do a search for her on the web. R-I-F-Q-A is her first name. Barry, B-A-R-Y. And uh, look her up and pray for her, that God will watch over her. We're out of time already. Feel free to email us your questions or also use our toll-free line. And uh, that number is 888-724-4427. For Redeemer Broadcasting and a Plain Answer, I'm Dan Elmendorf. Please join us again next week at the same time for another edition. And may our Lord richly bless you today as you serve Him.